0: Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today on the show, Hanhai has finally found something useful to do with its Wisconsin plant, Taiwan's students to the rescue, the Ministry of Education joins in on banning Zoom. A study shows most disinformation on the coronavirus is imported, but no prizes at figuring out where from. The control-yuan steps in on labor insurance for migrant fishermen, economic outlook continues to be mixed, Hang Woyu's lawyer takes legal action to block the recall, President Tsai and Japan's Shinzo Abe show public support for each other. Two stories on ties with India, one that may be a big boost for local sports. Taiwan slams Tedros on claim that Taiwan launched racist attacks against the WHO head. And finally, a lawmaker starts a fire in her office, threatening to burn down the legislature's second building. But up first, of course, the coronavirus. In the Taipei Times, virus outbreak, government requisitions, N95 masks— The government has decided to requisition 3 million N95 masks per month, the nation's total monthly output, to ensure a stable supply for medical workers during the COVID-19 pandemic, Ministry of Economic Affairs said yesterday. In Focus Taiwan, NHRI, reveals prototype of rapid test for COVID-19. Taiwan's National Health Research Institutes and the National Defense Medical Center on Wednesday jointly revealed a prototype of rapid diagnostic test for the COVID-19 coronavirus. The test works by placing a fluid sample from the patient's upper respiratory tract onto a test strip, and if two lines appear... It means the pre- the patient has become pregnant. Oh, no, sorry, has COVID-19. The test results show up in about 15 minutes. And according to Liao, the antibody has been reactive and it developed in three labs, but does not react to other viruses. The rapid screening test is meant to supplement, not replace the current tests used. Also in Focus, Taiwan, in a similar topic, Taiwan and Denmark jointly develop 12-minute COVID-19 test kit. A technical cooperation effort between Taiwan and Denmark has produced a testing device for the COVID-19 coronavirus that shows the results in just 12 minutes, but it is still in the clinical trial stage, Taiwan's Ministry of Science and Technology announced on Wednesday. Now, all it requires is one drop of blood from the patient, and it takes 12 minutes to get the response. Now, this is very important because, there, as they note here, further clinical trials will be conducted next week at Italian hospitals. And they t- aim to uh, get certification from the European Union in May and releasing the device in the Taiwan market by June, the company said. Now, this is important because Europe is very, very hard hit and something like this could be a big help in Europe. In the Taipei Times, virus outbreak, sending masks to relatives allowed. Starting today, Taiwanese are allowed to send up to 30 masks every two months to first and second degree relatives living abroad. The government had announced the relaxation of a ban on mask exports on Monday last week. People can send masks using Chenghua Post or express delivery services, the Ministry of Economic Affairs said yesterday. However, that only applies to Taiwanese. Foreigners, they claim it's too hard to find out if we're genuinely related. In Focus Taiwan, Taiwan extends halt to all overseas tours until end of May. Moving on to a new topic. In the Taipei Times, the headline reads, Hanhai teaming up with U.S. firm to make ventilators. Hanhai Precision Industry Company is partnering with U.S. medical device company Medtronic PLC to produce ventilators to assist in the fight against COVID-19, the company said yesterday. Now, this will be built, they will be making these ventilators at Hanhai's plant in Wisconsin. Now, the collaboration with Medtronic, Medtronic sorry, would cover the design and development of the devices while production would start in four to six weeks. Without meant, then they did not specify manufacturing capacity. Now this is interesting because for a long time now, there's this been big plant that Hanhai is building in Wisconsin. Donald Trump met with met with Terry Go about this, and however the story as to what this factory is actually going to be doing keeps changing. The Wisconsin government offered billions in bonuses and tax cuts. And they're getting very, very frustrated right now. So at least now we know they're going to be actually doing something in this Wisconsin plant. Now, by the way, I should note that Hanhai has actually been making a face mask for quite some time now. In RTI, this is cute, Tainan students invent robots to fight COVID-19 on campus. In the southern city of Tainan prides itself in two high schools that excel in teaching robotics. Their names are a bit of a mouthful, National pa- Pai Men Senior High School and National Nanka International and Experimental High School. But their names young people into robotics are likely have heard before. Both schools send students to represent Taiwan at international youth events like the first robotics competition. So, robotics students at these schools have turned their attention instead to keeping COVID-19 off campus. Both schools now have robots that can take people's temperatures and spray their hands with rubbing alcohol, meaning school officials no longer have to do these jobs and get close to others in the process. There are other schools in Taichung that have done something similar. Moving on to the Taiwan news, Taiwan Ministry of Education bars schools from using Zoom over security concerns. Now this follows yesterday the announcement of the that the officially the Taiwan government doesn't want to use it. At the time when they they put that announcement out, the Ministry of Education was still recommending Zoom. Now the problem is is that the as the Chinese-born American founder Eric Yuan of Zoom admitted in early April that the program was, quote, mistakenly rooting calls via China since February. Also, there's 700 or some odd uh, Chinese engineers working on the software, so there's a lot of security issues. Now, you may be asking, though, is it really important to worry about an 8-year-old's classroom activities? Probably not. I'm... I'm doubting that Xi Jinping is personally listening in. But it is worth noting that if the children are the children of important political figures, then there are some concerns. In the Taipei Times, most virus disinformation originating from China... Who would have guessed? Taiwan has since last late February detected increased disinformation activity about the COVID-19 pandemic, with more than 70 percent of the cases originating in China. The Ministry of Justice's Investigation Bureau said in a briefing, the rise in disinformation was likely sparked by Chinese internet users who were displeased by Taiwanese criticism of how China has managed its outbreak an MJIB official said at at a briefing late last month. Of the 271 cases of fake news being investigated by the Bureau, 196 originated in China. They said also 35 suspects have been handed over to prosecutors. Chinese netizens craft messages that cater to a Taiwanese audience, coordinate how the messages are to be spread, and use fake accounts to post them on the pages of Taiwanese Facebook groups. One widely used template is a short paragraph, such as the one that said, My father is a city councillor, and he was told by another city councillor that Taiwan actually has more than 500 COVID-19 cases and 200 related deaths. And there are some other ones as well. They also note that fake news posts often include images from Taiwan news channels that have been doctored, as well as fake government announcements. One Facebook account posted a poorly photoshopped image of a fire in front of the presidential office building with a caption that read, The military is taking control of Taipei. President Tsai Ing-wen's administration is burning people who have contracted the disease. Which, as you know, is very believable considering how rash President Tsai Ing-wen is normally. And I'm sure she would be sitting around in her office going, Hmm, the best way to deal with COVID-19, I think, is to round them up and burn them out front of the presidential palace. That seems very likely. Moving on to Focus Taiwan... Control Yuan demands labor insurance coverage for all migrant fishermen, reads the headline. The Control Yuan on Wednesday approved a motion put forward by two of its members calling for labor insurance coverage for all migrant fishermen in Taiwan. According to a survey, revealed that only 5,000 of the 9,789 migrant fishermen in Taiwan have labor insurance coverage, although it is mandatory under Taiwan law. Now, one tricky thing is that sometimes fishing boats will go out to sea, pick up workers outside of Taiwan's jurisdiction, have them work, and then they drop them off outside of Taiwan's jurisdiction. So I don't know how many of these boats may do this, but it's possible that that's what they'll do to avoid having to pay this. That's a concern. All right, moving on to some quick business headlines here. Taipei Times exports dipped 0.6% last month. A drop of 2 to 5 percent had been forecast, but as exports to the U.S. fell by 3.1 percent and to Europe by 8.1 percent, those to emerging markets proved more resilient. Also in the Taipei Times, foreign foreign fund outflow totals 10 billion U.S. dollars. The nation's net foreign fund outflow last month totaled 10 billion U.S. dollars, an all-time record due to panic selling by foreign institutional investors, the Financial Supervisory Commission said yesterday. However, it's not all bad. According to Focus Taiwan, Taiwan shares end up above 10,100 points. This is extending their momentum, and this is something of a recovery. Now not that long ago it was well over eleven thousand, but recently it has dropped well below ten thousand. So it's kind of in the middle, but it's been on a positive upswing recently. This is the first time the TIEX has ended above the ten thousand mark since March thirteenth. Now on the government finance front, originally they'd planned to have the first balanced budget in twenty-two years. However, according to the control yuan, now with all these extra subsidies, bonuses, tax cuts, and all that, now they're looking at a deficit of $118 billion. On to the recall campaign. In the Taipei Times, the headline reads, Two Hand Supporters Ask Court to Stop Recall Vote. Former Kaohsiung Information Bureau Director, and Director General Ann Wong and lawyer Ye Qingyuan yesterday filed a request with the Taipei High Administrative Court to halt an expected recall vote of Gaosheng Mayor Han Yu, claiming that the campaigners jumped the gun in collecting signatures. Petitioners on Tuesday passed the second th- stage threshold needed for a recall vote after the Gaosheng City Election Commission finished reviewing more than 400,000 signatures. The commission confirmed 377,662 signatures to be valid after duplicates and signatures with incomplete information were removed. It was to report the result yesterday to the Central Election Commission, which is expected to hold a meeting to review the case on Friday next week. We Care Gaoshong founder Aaron Yin who has been leading the campaign to recall the mayor, yesterday said that the filing by Wong Han's spokeswoman in last year's mayoral election, and Ye, as if Han had lost a game of mahjong, was flipping the table. This is ridiculous behavior, Yin said. The results announced on Tuesday were a review of the second stage signatures, but Han's filing addresses the first stage of the process. Han should have raised his issues then in said, questioning why the mayor had waited until the results were announced to mention them. Now, it appears that their campaign or to stop the recall probably isn't going to go very far. Now, according to an official in the Ministry of the Interior, and this is reported on Yahoo News in Chinese, that there is actually no law saying that before the one-year limit before a recall campaign, can be launched, there's nothing in the law saying they can't start collecting signatures before the official launch of the recall campaign. Moving on, in Focus, Taiwan, Tsai Abe pledged to jointly battle COVID-19. This is actually kind of important. President Tsai Ing-wen and Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo exchanged messages of encouragement on Twitter on Tuesday and Wednesday amid the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak and pledged to work closely together to defeat the pandemic. Abe on Tuesday declared a state of emergency in his country. Shortly after the announcement, Tsai tweeted in Japanese that both countries have worked together before during major natural disasters such as earthquakes and typhoons, and she's confident that together they can win the battle against COVID-19. On behalf of Taiwan, Tsai offered to donate surgical masks and medical supplies to Japan and to provide technical assistance in the fight against the pandemic. In response, Abe retweeted Tsai's post on Wednesday and thanked Taiwan for its warm support and offer of help. Quote, we can jointly overcome the challenge faced due to the coronavirus and get through this together, he tweeted in Chinese. Meanwhile, Japan's chief cabinet secretary, Yoshihide Suga, said at a press conference Wednesday that the matter of the masks offered by Taiwan is being handled by the Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association, the de facto Japanese embassy in Taiwan, in the absence of official bilateral ties. Now, this is a very public love-in between the two, and it's well known that they tend to, or they seem to see eye eye, eye to eye and get along well. I'm sure the People's Republic is not very happy about that, that Twitter exchange. Moving on to India ties. This is an Axios. The headline is Indians look to Taiwan amid Corona- China's coronavirus missteps. Many Indians are angry at China and the World Health Organization for their perceived mishandling of the coronavirus. The efficiency and transparency of Taiwan's response to the epidemic, in contrast, has made it a topic of renewed sympathy and interest in India. Here it says, why it matters. The coronavirus crisis is showcasing Taiwan's democratic system of governments on, government on an international stage. The biggest soft power win for the country in years. On social media, in our articles on And TV news shows, Indians are expressing anger at China and praise for Taiwan for their respective responses to the coronavirus. Moving on to the Taipei Times, India turns to Taiwan for cricket. Broadcasting companies are turning to Taiwan for cricket content amid the shutdown of the sport in India due to the COVID 19 pandemic. An internet streaming platform based in Mumbai, India, yesterday contacted Taiwan Cricket, asking for rights to stream games in Taipei to its cricket-starved audience, which it put at 75 million people. Yesterday, another India-based live sports streaming platform was seeking a, quote, Taiwan Cricket partnership. The firms were promising global reach through their platforms and live content for users. They also said that they are looking at basketball and soccer in Taiwan. Taiwan cricket, which is not recognized by the government, promotes the sport and organizes games among teams nationwide. There are up to five sides who could potentially be part of a broadcast competition at the Yingfeng Cricket Ground in Taipei's Songshan District. Pakistan Cricket Club Taipei, the Shinju Titans, the Taipei Dragons, Indian Cricket Club, Taipei, and Formosa Cricket Club. Now, these are all amateur teams featuring local expats. On to the comments by WHO head Tedros. We're going to try something new here today and see if the audio comes through. Here is what he said. That's
1: what came from some quarters. And if you want me to be specific, three months ago, this attack came from Taiwan. We need to be honest. I will be straight today. From Taiwan. And Taiwan, the foreign ministry also they know the campaign. They didn't dissociate themselves. They even started criticizing me in the middle of all that insult and slur. But I didn't care. Three months. I say it today because it's enough. But still, they can continue. I don't care. Because what I care is when humanity is insulted, when we don't care, when we have more than 60,000 body bugs. I care when the crosses are lined and when black communities insulted as community.
0: That's right. Tedros has accused Taiwan of launching a racist attack against him starting three months ago. Now, this is in Bloomberg. Taiwan rejects WHO claim of racist campaign against Tedros. So this is the response by Taiwan. Taiwan hit back at the head of the World Health Organization as a dispute over the self-ruled island's exclusion from the body threatened to overshadow efforts to rein in the spread of the coronavirus. Taiwan's foreign ministry demanded an apology for what it called unnecessary and slanderous comments from WHO Director General Tedros. Tedros, who is Ethiopian, had earlier accused Taiwan of being behind a racist campaign against him and Africans in general. Quote, without having checked the facts, Tedros' unprovoked and untrue accusations not only differ from reality, They have also seriously harmed our government and our people, the ministry said in a statement Tuesday. Sorry, Thursday. This kind of slander is extremely irresponsible. President Tsai Ing-wen expressed strong protest against Tedros' allegation that it was behind racist attacks and invited him to visit the island. Taiwan always objects to discrimination in any form. We know how it feels to be discriminated against and isolated more than anyone else as we have been excluded from global organizations for years, President Tsai said in a post on her official Facebook page. So I'd like to invite Tedros to visit Taiwan to see how Taiwanese commit to devote to international society despite being discriminated and isolated. Boom! That hit hard. And finally, in the Taipei Times... The headline is KMT lawmakers mask disinfection attempt goes awry. Ch- a KMT lawmaker Ye Yulan, yesterday sparked controversy over after she claimed to have nearly caused a fire in her legislative office while attempting to disinfect a mask with an air fryer. Yes, said she was on Tuesday, attempting to follow instructions from Minister Without Portfolio Audrey Tang, but used an air fryer instead of a rice cooker, as Tang had instructed. The mask burned up, nearly starting a fire that could have burned down the Legislative Yuan's second building on Taipei's Qingdao East Road, she said. Responding to criticism from other lawmakers over her use of the air fryer, Yeah, later in the day, admitted fault on Facebook and said she had not studied physics and chemistry well enough in high school. Okay, okay, I admit it. And I apologize to my junior high school and senior high school chemistry and physics teachers. I did not study well. But if I had, I'd be working at Academia Sinica, not in the legislature, she wrote. Ye's office also issued a statement saying that Ye would appear later in the afternoon with the air fryer to demonstrate its proper use in making deep fried tempura and shrimp pancakes. As always, these articles and some other articles that caught my eye are up on Report.TW. Be sure to hit subscribe and look forward to tomorrow.
1: This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our Patron at
0: Report.TW.